0: Father, we need a blessing here tonight. We ask you to bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Turn your Bibles tonight. I, I've been studying something and I'm just uh, anxious to get to it in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. I deal with so many people, it's just unhappy. Just, just in life, it's just unhappy all the time. And I believe there's a way of being happy all the time. And I want to show you some things in the Bible that would help us to be so. In Proverbs chapter 3, I want to begin to read in verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days, long life, and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Father, I pray that You'll bless each one of us as we study Thy Word together. Father, we want to be what You want us to be, not what we want to be. And Father, we know that that's where the blessing come. So we ask You to bless us tonight now by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've uh, been reading my Bible every night from about uh, 10 o'clock to about 12 o'clock. I, I sit there and read my Bible and just, just read it, just for the blessings that God gives me from just reading the Bible. And as I read it, I'll read something, and i go back and read it again, and go back and read it again, and every time I get a blessing from them. And there's such wonderful blessings in the Word of God as you read and study. And the warmness that God gives you in your heart as you study His Word. Now, I believe the Bible is very clear here in many other verses in the Bible that teaches us that we can be happy, successful in this life all the time. Not necessarily what we want, but we can be happy in this world no matter what's going on. And we can be successful in this world no matter what's going on. And Proverbs here gives us ways of doing that. Number one, I want to give you some things that I believe that makes a difference in where you're happy or not and where you're successful or not and useful or not as a Christian. Number one, be sure you have genuinely received Christ Jesus as your Savior and Lord of your life. Now, what I'm talking about is, I talk to a lot of people and I ask them, are you saved? I get the answer back, yeah, I'm saved. But you get all kind of answers to that question. And uh, what I'm saying is, if you're going to be successful in this world, you're going to have to be sure, first of all, that you're genuinely saved by the grace of God. Now, John 3, verse 3 said, Jesus answered "Said unto him, Verily, verily, really, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I studied those verses last night. I got the biggest blessing out of them. I'm g- glad that God born me into the family of God. Amen. I know that I'm saved. And the way that I know that I'm saved that I go by the Word of God. I don't go by feelings. I don't go by what some denomination says or what mom and daddy says or nobody else says. I go by the Word of God. And the Word of God, Romans ten nine says, "If you'll confess the Lord as your Savior," and Romans ten thirteen uh, plainly tells you, "If you ask the Lord to save you, He'll do it." And I've asked the Lord to save me, and I know then by the Word of God, I'm saved. And what I am saying is, no matter who you are, and if, if you've got to be sure first of all that you're a child of God, like the Bible says, and then uh, the next step is. Don't doubt your salvation. Claim the gift of God. The Lord Jesus Christ, on the authority of the Word of God, tells us that we are saved forever. Listen to this. John 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I, I read that verse, I don't know how many times I use that verse in leading people to Christ and, and reading it for my own uh, learning and things, but I read that one night and I said, "Verily, because Verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me. I said, well, I've done that. Amen. I heard his word and I believe what it said about his son. And the Bible says, Then I have everlasting life. And that word have there is a now uh, possession word. <clears throat> I don't wait to get it. I got it. And shall not come into condemnation. Nothing then can condemn me. Now I'm not saying that give you a license to go out and sin and do as you please. But that one verse, if I didn't have another verse in the Bible that tells me I'm saved, and I'll always be saved, it's that verse. And I know so many people, and a lot of people that that I'm talking about, is uneasy, they're never satisfied, they're never happy, because they've never settled this thing with God, I'm saved. Because if you don't, every time you make a mistake, every little thing you do wrong, the devil says, see there, you're not saved. And he will get you to doubt your salvation. No, I settled that. And I tell the devil every time he comes around and tells me to doubt my salvation. uh, You can't get me, buddy. I'm already saved by God's grace. Amen. (coughs) John 10, verse 27 to 29 is some of the greatest verses on knowing that you're saved forever. I'm one of God's sheep and He's never lost any of them. Thirdly, instead of struggling to live the Christian life, if you're going to be happy, uh, you don't have to trust the Lord Jesus Christ to live His life through you. I had a man tell I was talking to him about living for the Lord one day. He said, "I can't, preacher." I said, "Don't worry about it. I can't either." Amen. But I can live it if Christ lives it through me. I have to surrender myself to the Lord. Live Your life through me, and He said He would do it in First John four verse four. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Now, Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me then. When you realize that you are saved by God's grace, the Holy Spirit enters your body, and you are little children, it said, because greater is He that is in you, that's the Holy Spirit, then I can live the Christian life because greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I can overcome the devil and everything he throws at me because greater is he that is in me than the devil. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57, But thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot overcome the things in your life that the devil will throw at you unless you realize that Jesus is the only way it can be done. I call on Jesus' name all the time. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to defeat the devil. I can't do it. And and he said he would do it. So number uh, four, meet the Lord daily for a time of systematically Bible reading and prayer. Better early In the morning but if you can't do it early in the morning find your quiet time find a few minutes in every day that you meet the Lord for a time of systematic Bible reading and prayer just find your place now listen to these verses Psalms 5 verse 3 my voice shall thou hear in the morning O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Psalms 119, verse 105. <clears throat> Thy word is lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What I'm saying is, how are you going to know how to walk? How are you going to know how to do anything in today if you haven't got the word of God? Because the word of God says it's a lamp unto my feet. You guide me by the word. That's daily walk. And I can't do it without the Word of God and prayer. Fifthly, choose friends who will help you grow in the Christian faith. Now, I'm, I'm a pastor, and in being a pastor, I suppose uh, I have advantage over this area more than just you know, everybody else, I guess, because a lot of people call me and say, Preacher, would you give me some advice on whatever they're asking about? And I do. And I talk to them about it in the Word of God. And they'll go out and then they're going to listen to me. Well, why call me and talk to me about it then? If, if you're going to ask uh, somebody that's a Christian in the Word of God, or well, what should I do about a certain thing? Then take their advice. Don't go to an unsaved person to get your advice wrong. Now, I want to show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to 2 Corinthians a minute. In Second Corinthians... Uh, chapter 6 verse 14 Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? <clears throat> Notice that word fellowship here in that verse. What fellowship hath... Did you know... You know what that word fellowship means? It means two fellows walking together in the same mind. That's what it means. If you don't, if you're unsaved and I'm saved and I'm a child of God, we don't think alike. Now we can we can do things together, but we're not going to agree on things because I I love the Lord, you don't, and so the Bible said, be sure if, if you're going to take advice from people. If you're going to uh, ask people for advice and help in your life, then you better ask a Christian, if you're a Christian, what should I do? Leviticus 20, verse 26. Listen to this. And you shall be holy unto me. For I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people, that you should be mine. I like that. God said He severed us from other people. Now that don't mean you've got to be a recluse and get off over yonder under summer and not talk to anybody, have anything to do with it. But it means that you're not to fellowship with them. I mean, have them over to your house and sit around. And uh, uh, isn't it strange to you that the world out there, they want to play cards or they want to drink or they want to do things. And, and I invite people over to the house. I like to sit around and talk about the Lord. I, I talk about what God's done to, for me over the years and fellowship in the Lord. And so you can't get along with them. And so the Bible says, I have severed you from that. And you'll never be happy trying to get along with the world and, and be a Christian too. Number six, always confess known sin to the Lord immediately when the Holy Spirit deals with you better. Now I thank God for forgiveness. And I rejoice in victory over sin. 1 John 1 9 says, If we'll confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 28 verse 13 He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesses and forsaketh them shall have mercy. 1 John 2 1 My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. And, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You know what's one of the most wonderful things in all the world to a Christian? I got somebody that's sitting in heaven on my right hand, of God the Father right now to intercede for me. And I go to Him, and no matter what problem I got, and if I've committed some kind of sin, the Lord said, I'll be your lawyer, I'll take up for you, I'll pray to that Father, He'll forgive you, and you'll be forgiven. Well, man will be a fool not to do that to him then. I want my sins off of me. And I don't want to harbor my sins and carry them around with me all day. Give them to the Lord. He'll take care of them. Number seven, be ready for opportunities God will give you to tell others what Christ has done for you. Uh, Psalms 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You know what that means? Just tell people how good God is to you. I love to tell people how good God is to me all the time. Anybody I meet. I don't care who they are. I just like to tell them God's good. Amen. He's good to me all the time. Number eight, be faithful to your church. Hebrews 10 verse 25. Not forsaken to send ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more, as you see the day approaching. You know, i got some friends, saved people I'm talking about now, and either the man or the woman who's got cancer or something's wrong with them, and they stay on. And they I've had them say to me, I can be just as good a Christian as home as I can at church. No, no you can't. Why? Because that's a command. And if you're going to be right with God, you've got to obey His commands. So if you're going to be a successful, happy Christian, then you've got to be faithful to God's church. It's just that simple. Now, number David said, and I love this Psalms 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. One of my heroes in the Bible, David, that great man of God. He said, I was glad when He said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Number nine, prayerfully determine how you can best serve the Lord. Then become a faithful worker for Him. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. Uh, if you're going to do something for the Lord, you better do it now. Amen? Just that simple. And, and I was talking to Jacob. Uh, last night I was sitting there reading in the book of Acts and how the Christians were serving the Lord and uh, so many being saved and thinking of my past and uh, serving the Lord. I remember when this church was a great church field. Every time we met and people, we had two buses go out and fill up those buses with people and bring them in. And just all kind of things going on for the Lord. And I said, Lord, I wish I could have done more for you. And I really do. I, I have been involved in some of the greatest ministry uh, of serving the Lord, I guess you could be. But I wish I could have done more. I wish I had have done more. And now I look back on I could have done more. And I wish I had it. But God is being good. But I like what this verse says. Whatever the Lord has laid you on your hand, in your mind to do it, do it with all your might. Amen. That is to serve the Lord. Number 10. Honor God with your tithes and offer. Malachi 3.10 in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 16 verse 1 and 2 talks about the tithe, talks about giving. And you know the only thing God will receive—I uh, know a lot of people that they tickle me—and uh, if you're one of these, you just ask the Lord to forgive you, all right? <laughs> I ask—I watch some people, in they right out their tithe, fourteen dollars and fourteen cents. Why not make it fifteen dollars? You know what I mean? I mean, they're going to get it right down to the penny. Not a minute, not a dime, not a penny over, brother. I'm not giving God one more penny over. You know what Corinthians said? God receives out of a willing heart. A willing heart, not a stingy heart. I, I go get, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, a woman out here on Highway 60, and she sells black eyed peas. And I went out there one day and I was talking to her. She's a Christian. She loves the Lord. And she was selling peas out there and, and uh, basket, uh, bushel baskets. And I said, I'm a pastor. And she said, I thought you were. And we got talking about the Lord. And uh, I said, I want a bushel of those peas. And she got a bushel of those peas. She began to shake it down, press it down, shake it, press it down and put some more in it and shake it down and put some more in it then what are you doing? And he said I ain't giving the preacher just a regular bushel of peas I'm going to give him one pressed down running over Amen? And you know the Bible says that if you will tithe with your good how he blessed you he will bless you pressed down and running over above measure and I'm a witness to that I know it's true now listen what I'm concerned about today is for the Christian to be aware of the devil and his devices. We must be on guard all the time and the best way to do that is make sure you're saved, number one. Don't doubt your salvation, number two. Uh, let Jesus live in the, Christi- the Christian life in you. Uh, meet the Lord daily, at Bible reading in prayer and uh, choose Christian friends who would help you serve the Lord. Confess sins as quickly as the Holy Spirit convicts you of them. Always be ready to, for an opportunity to serve the Lord. Always be ready to tell others the Lord has done for you. Be faithful in your church. Honor the Lord with your tithes and offerings. And God give no, will give us opportunities then to serve Him. And then the devil has no opportunity to attack you. James four verse seven. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like the devil. And I don't want him around me. And I don't want him bothering me. And every time he comes, see, I like what Brother Rolf and I practice it many a time. Brother Roloff said, Anytime the devil comes knocking on your door, send Jesus to answer it. That's a simple little statement, but boy, what a Profound statement that is. The devil's going to attack you. You got to be with. You You've got to remember that. But send Jesus to answer. You can't fight the devil. But once you learn how to live for the Lord like God wants you to, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. He'll leave you alone. Amen. You may. Jesus. The devil attacked Jesus in three ways. There in the temptation. And when he was three, when Jesus refuted him from the Word of God, the devil left him. And every time the devil comes around me, I quote a scripture to him. And he'll go away and leave you alone. I'm glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Stand with me, please. Father, we thank you for being what you want us to be. We wish we were more every day. We want to be more for you. We want to do more for you. Help us now, we pray. Be with us constantly and remind us constantly to worship You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight.